All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Uh, yeah, so that's the big thing in town, the opening of Ikea Halifax. Hooray! If you need a new flurg, get them while they're available. Get them while they're here again. <clears throat> it's going to be crazy. Like, on the one there hand, were... I think people have every right to uh, wait in a lineup at 6 a.m. to get into the store. Yep. But I also think, like, how silly. At one point today, it was at there were 4,000 people inside of it, and there were people lining up outside. That doesn't surprise me, that they're at capacity. I think that's going to be the case, like, quite literally for months. I mean, it's going to be like Costco in that there's really never a great time to go. Right. Um, Although I think possibly better than Costco, just because the flow is a lot better. Yeah, like, like they push everyone in one way. So traffic is a aren't. thing in, in IKEA. You can't just like go in whatever direction you want. Yeah, uh, that is that is really true. But the carts are just as big, and goodness knows the Maritimers are the same. That's right. Yeah, I know. It stresses me out to go into IKEA, uh, not IKEA, but Costco. Like especially if I'm hungover or something. Yeah, I'm like, oh god, like there's just everyone's walking toward me, and there's so many people with carts. And who are your kids? I know people are so just in an ordinary grocery store, people are so unconscious of personal space. It's amazing to me how people can walk around and take up like 10 square feet with a big cart. Yeah. And it never in the, occurs in the to middle them. of an aisle while you're walking by and they're kind yeah. of just like, whatever, like maybe not even look at you. Never even occurs to them or they just don't care. I mean, it's certainly a little bit of that as well. Mm. Ugh, grocery I, wars. I read this thing uh, this week about a couple in the States who got married at Costco last week. Okay. Because I guess it's just become quite the sentimental staple of their relationship that they shop at Costco. So they got married next to where they sell the gross French fries. I think that's probably the area you'd want to do it, though. I guess it's the most wide open, <laughs> and that's where all the seating is. Yep. Yep. You know? Plenty of condiments, free condiments. I wonder if all their guests had to be members. Oh, that's a great question. Is, did you use that on a break? Yeah. <laughs> that was a total guess. Yeah. But it makes sense. Probably probably not. Did they would they have to have rented the space really or I think they had to rent the space, yeah. Wow. Probably. Can you, you know, do kids' like... birthday parties at Costco? <laughs> all the kids have to like show their receipts as they leave. <laughs> They're like, I just got a picture frame. <laughs> we built a bear. Yeah. But it's a Kirkland Build-A-Bear. <laughs> yeah. And wear, they're all the same. They all wear smocks. Yeah, we basically just Velcroed <laughs> the arms on. Oh, goodness gracious. You know, there's not a lot of pop cultural news this week. Like, not a lot at all. Yeah, you're we right. started this week uh, with the president being mad at every pro athlete except oh, for Sidney Crosby. That has been absolutely huge. Incessant. I think, I think if there's one thing that might bring the president down, it could be this. Like... Telling Steph Curry that he's not allowed in the White House and then having LeBron James be like, hey, my boy Steph Curry yeah. doesn't give a shit. He already turned down your invite, dummy. And it's then true. everyone basically just like in the NFL taking a knee. It's true. If, if Which the, was dead. If like the no red foremans of the world yeah. are suddenly forced to choose between the Green Bay Packers and Nixon, yeah. what do they choose? Right. Uh, and, and this is probably putting a few people in an awkward position, but it's also giving all of the, the, uh, the dormant racists yeah. the opportunity to call LeBron James racist names. You're right. 
I was kind of surprised and a little upset at the amount of boos that I saw when the Patriots did it. Yeah. That's always going to be the case. Yeah. It's always going to be the case. What I find very confusing about the whole take a knee situation, and it's interesting because you and I talked about this on the podcast six months ago, mm-hmm. and then it went away for a while. I guess football went away for a while. Well, it, it, it kind of died off. Only like four people were doing it. But it's gotten one through it's like gotten one through three. I, I don't actually know what happened in the NFL. I thought it was a Steph Curry thing. And it ended up, oh, no, what happened was, for some reason, out of nowhere, Trump, at a rally in Alabama, when this, like, right. died. Right, he called said, them SOBs. He's just rambling. Yeah, he, he said, you know what I think? I think that, yeah, he said these, these SOBs need to be, like, deported or arrested or something. for Fired. They should be fired! He did <laughs> right. That. Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah. And so, yeah, everyone took exception to that. Like, well, yeah. wait. You know, we might not have agreed with what Kaepernick was doing, but he still had free speech. Yeah. You know, which is one of the things that you're supposed to stand up for. Well, exactly. And can we just say that the very idea of forcing anybody to stand for the national anthem is super fascist? Like, the fact that we had to do that all through school. Like, I love my country, and, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll gladly stand. But, like, can you remember being 12 years old when they played O Canada at the beginning of the school day? If you had refused to stand, that wouldn't have flown. You're right. They would tell you to stand up, and that is fascism. Unless you're Jehovah's Witness. I guess. Did they have that? Yeah. Did you have Jehovah's Witness in your class? I did, and and he didn't have to stand for the national anthem. What frustrates me is... And I remember one substitute, like, really, like... Really put in an awkward situation? Really going at him. Really? Like, an older substitute teacher saying, like, what what do you mean? It doesn't matter what you're... Like, no, you need to stand. Yep. And we were all kind of like, it's funny because the class kind of had his back. Like, no, no, no. Like, he's, this is his thing. <laughs> it's his like, religion. Yeah. And he was like, well, that, that does it. And we're like, yeah, but no, it's his religion. And, <laughs> and uh, I, I think he was just kind of like, like walked away perturbed by the whole situation. I don't even remember it being like, a, like an issue. Maybe I just went to really safe schools. Although I went to Caledonia. Um, but like nobody ever, ever decided to stir up trouble with the national anthem no there might have been kids like walking in the halls or running around or kind of messing around but i guess for the most part they weren't sitting what i find frustrating is the is the mincing of the words to say that by kneeling during the national anthem they're protesting the flag right they're not protesting the flag they're protesting the objectively horrible killing of innocent black people and and a lot of these guys the owners are like standing with them which is phenomenal like it's crazy yeah did you see the the pittsburgh steelers actually didn't even run out on the field at all but there was one like tackle from the offensive line or something yeah that ran out by himself and just kind of like stood in the tunnel and stood for the national anthem so what do you think about Sidney crosby being so uh so neutral. They're calling him the Taylor Swift of pro athletes now because yeah. he straddles the fence. So I mean, I I think he's put. You know, I want to say he's put in an awkward position because his whole organization told him to do one thing. Yeah, and you can understand. We've probably been in the position where our organization does one thing, and you're not like going to speak out against it, right? So, do I see what he's doing? Yeah, I do. And does does he probably not want to go out on a limb against like his friends and stuff who have been told to take this position? Yeah. yeah. Although, as a as an athlete and as a captain and as a captain, you kind of do have a responsibility to speak up when you feel that something's unjust. Yeah. But maybe he just doesn't feel like he thought. I mean, he doesn't have a political savvy. He doesn't know. No. But the problem is that now he represents 
the uh, passive racism of the world. Yeah, like the, I know. the uh, he represents the apathy that is Which the core I of hate. the problem. On, would I would I love it way more if he said, "Yeah, I'm not going." Yes, yeah, yes, I would. That would be badass. And I think it like, but I feel bad for him too because it's an awkward thing. He's obviously not schooled in. He's not versed in it. No, I, I don't think he's an idiot. No, I don't I, think, I don't think so either, but I don't think he I don't think he goes out there right. every night to play he, hockey so that he has an opportunity right. to make political statements. You're right. You're right. He just wants to win all the championships he can. So far so good. Yeah. But it's going to be a drag cuz there's going to be photographs of Trump and Sidney Crosby together. Yeah, definitely. They're going to be a thing. Yeah. You know what? At this point, I could see if something happens and Sidney Crosby's like can't make it that day. Oh yeah. Wouldn't that be something if he if he basically didn't didn't say like I'm not going, I'm putting my foot down, but just didn't show up. Right. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think I'll I think I'll probably show. Who knows what'll happen in the meantime. It, yeah. it it moves pretty fast these days. It does. It <laughs> does. And I don't know if these are all just random distractions for Trump. They are always distractions. Yeah. I mean like, cuz why would you bring that up? Well, because Jared Kushner was found using a private email server and so is Ivanka. Uh, That's a big part of it. Yeah. So, like the the main lynch, the the like the the very crux of everything you can say about Hillary, the entire Trump family is guilty of also. Right. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Ivanka, though, Ivanka doesn't have a, a very. Does she have a large role in the White yes. House? Yes, she's like senior advisor to the president or something. Bananas. Something cockamamie. Oh my God, and it's just because the president finds her so hot. That's right. Uh, yeah. And she finds him so hot. It's just one of those. those. Kushner's kind of a third wheel. Little. <laughs> uh, what a goob. What a goober. <laughs> I've been watching American Vandal on Netflix. Yeah, I didn't know that this was an actual thing. Remember, didn't we think this was a parody? Didn't we have a con- uh, conversation in the lunchroom about it? Oh, it's a parody. Uh, but It's super a parody. But there is a person in our work who was telling us about it. Uh, who also and was, thought it was true and was and was watching it and was fully convinced that it was real and watching this show <laughs> is amazing to me that anyone could think it's real <laughs> that blew my mind too let me have you watched that. it no i saw what i saw was a clip on like funny or die yeah and i think they might have expanded it from there maybe um but i'm not positive it was just like a uh, five minute thing it's like a parody of all true crime documentary series like say making a murder yeah and the theme is this 17 year old deadbeat high school student who's like got a reputation for being lazy and uh disrespectful Mm -hmm. is accused of uh spraying graffiti dicks on every faculty car at the high school right and so the nerds in school are making this documentary to try and exonerate him Oh, to exonerate. And it's beautifully done and it is so funny and is it's so straight Really? We've, we've only watched two episodes, but... Maybe that's why she believed it, because it was so straight. Maybe, yeah, I guess. But they, but it's really funny? It's funny. Wow. Oh, it's a comedy. Yeah. You'll like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I might watch American it. Vandal. I've... But it, it has the thumbnail of something that doesn't look like a comedy, right. so I almost wonder if it's been poorly marketed, because, I mean, yeah. they want it to bear the aesthetic of what it's uh, pastiching, right. but... It also should be a little bit clearer that someone like me might enjoy it. So, yeah, because so, none of the you said it like they play very dry. None of the characters are super over the top. There's no like, no except the very premise is comedic. It, that's what's hilarious. Yeah, about. yeah, and they're treating it so seriously. And there's this whole subplot about the guy who accused him 
uh, and they're trying to figure out whether or not he's a straight shooter because like he's got a reputation for falsifying the truth also. Oh, okay. And he's like a skeevy little kid who says the hottest girl in school gave him a hand job, and so they're trying to figure out if that's true because if that's true, <laughs> he might have been telling the truth about uh, okay about Dylan. It's a funny show. So it kind of leads you down a bunch of different paths yes. and a bunch of different storylines. And but... it really feels authentic. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like Thirteen Reasons Why, where all the lockers have not a scratch on them. Like it, right. it kind of looks like a Dartmouth high school even sure. though it's california babies running around everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yes there is a, a family studies class i think i didn't tell you i had the dartmouthiest experience the other night when i woke up to two girls I think, like i gotta think they're under the age of 25 okay absolutely screaming like shrieking at each other <laughs> on your street yes okay. like i think like right out in front of my house okay and it was like what the fuck? Like, like I can't even I can't emulate it, but picture just like a high as high pitched as possible a girl yep. like, and like giving it like yep. as much as they possibly can. It yep. felt like we were in like they were in the room with us. Oh my god. Being so like, what were they saying then if you could hear it so clearly? It was like I'm walking home alone, you're not effing walking with me. Oh shit. Like get away from me. No, you're not. And then the other girl was like yelling back at her, like, "What are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm walking home alone." Like they were arguing <laughs> over who was walking. Who home got to walk home alone? Alone? I, don't think I think they, they must have just how been loneliness like, works. like super drunk. Yeah. Like I think it might have been like I don't know if it was some of like the paddling kids that hang out that were just you know. I guess. But it was a Monday weird. night. Oh yeah. Well, why was why were you drunk on a Monday night? Was it someone that was older than twenty five? Because yeah. then it's just insane. It, it it's insane anyway. It's insane anyway. So you didn't look out the window? No, I was in bed. I it just woke up and I was like, oh, I want to get out of bed. And then it and must then have ended pretty. You quickly. know what got me up was when it all of a sudden completely stopped. Yeah. I was like, what happened? <laughs> what just had, did the cops roll up? <laughs> did someone like yell at them? Did like did they just both go their separate ways and then i just like looked out my front window didn't see a trace of anything wow somebody and, probably just leaned out their front door and said i'm calling the police and then they just bailed yeah i was wondering that because like to me i was like i don't want to i don't want to stick my hand in this like <laughs> cake mixer right yeah, now in and this like, dog fight yeah like let's just let it die out yeah but I don't know. I think next time something like that happens, I'm just going to go out on the front deck and start like taking a video of it because yeah. it, it was the entertainment factor that I could show that to people. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, you could have like a YouTube channel. Well, and we're like right out the front front window and deck is like right out on the sidewalk basically. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that happens quite a bit in the summer. Right. Not, not like that, but like you wake up from like a kid be like, whoa, like... Jeremy in the house, or whatever. Jeremy in the house. I'm so glad Jeremy's in the house. <laughs> Jeremy is never out of the house. He's no. always in the house. Right. Super riled up. I'm so glad you're in Hammer. Dartmouth. I'm so glad I have a tangential connection to my homeland. You know what? It's It's been pretty fun so far. Of course. Yeah. Good. Everything's good in the house. Everything is coming together. Yeah. We're liking it. Cool. Yeah. No, uh, no serious issues. We got a couple lamps from Ikea the other day. And uh, <laughs> other than that... Uh, just a bunch of projects that we should be working on, but haven't really started yet. Okay. Yeah. I think that's homeownership. That's homeownership. Congratulations. A freezer doesn't work. That sucks. Oh, that does but suck. Besides that, 
everything's good. Hey, did you hear Pete Davidson on WTF on Monday? No. It was a good one. Was he talking about uh, getting sober? Yeah, they talked about pretty much all of the struggles he's had in life, which okay. began at age seven when his father died in 9-11. Sure. And then is he, he's got Crohn's, I think, He's too. got Crohn's disease. Uh, more recently, he's been suffering from... Uh, oh, shoot. Depression? I want to say bipolar, but it's not that. Borderline personality disorder. Oh, wow. And I don't know a lot about it, except for that it's... Um, I guess it's a, a very treatable, curable mental illness. Right. Uh, but essentially, uh, stress... Yeah. leads him to just flip out just black out into a fit of rage wow and like then he'll like he'll like break a lamp or something and then he'll come to and not remember what happened really yeah so he's kind of going through that so he was has he relapsed at all yet because we were talking last week about Artie lang and how you were mentioning like yeah no he's yeah like he talks about like yeah i mean i think i, I think pete davidson's reliance on marijuana is very different from Artie reliance on heroin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's, and, and I didn't know if if it was just weed for Pete Davidson. It was. It is just weed. Okay. It's mostly just weed. I guess he, he went to rehab in like December. Right. And then he went completely clean and like made an announcement about it in like January, February. Yep. He says, now I'm pretty much off. Like occasionally I'll smoke a joint or whatever, but like I used to be a high person. Like I was always high. Right. Uh, like I was high when I auditioned for SNL and everything. And yeah. um, so it seems like now he's not so uh, uh, bound by it, right. which is kind of nice. Because he wasn't really getting that much more time after he got clean. Air so time. That, that's why I was like, oh man, is he just not putting much time into this or is he dealing with other stuff still maybe it was the borderline person i mean it's stuff. a big it's a big cast too the yeah, bulk of, of pete's best stuff is just doing stand-up at the desk yep right it's just doing right. desk bits and that's fine he did one on their uh their summer edition yes, there a few weeks back that. and it was okay his timing was good but he seemed nervous yeah which you would be if you're not high yeah it's like have we talked about when Johnny Knoxville, when uh, like Steve-O, Steve-O. For, stopped doing uh, drugs? And, he talked uh, about that on WTF. Yeah. And he seems I, like a good dude, actually. Actually, he was great on WTF. Yeah. And and how he was then terrified of everything yeah. that he was doing on Jackass because he was like totally sober. Suddenly seeing it rationally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I think he's doing okay. He said an interesting thing about SNL and what it means to him. He says, like, I, I never watched SNL growing up. Like... I was no aware way. of what it meant to people, but like I wasn't especially nervous for my meeting because if I got it, I got it. That's great. If I didn't get it, it's not like my dreams were dashed because it's not like I'd been dreaming of being on SNL. He wasn't like praying at the church of Andy Samberg or anything. Not at all. Although he said when he first got the audition, he like went and did some research because yeah. he had heard from somewhere that he was going to be asked what your favorite material and who your favorite cast members are. So he like dug deep and he found all these like celebrity Jeopardy sketches and stuff like Will right. Ferrell stuff that he is very familiar with and loves, but didn't realize was didn't SNL because uh, wow. he's from the YouTube generation. Right. He's younger than me. Well, I remember even, even being young and seeing all these clips yeah and kind of knowing it was will ferrell but not necessarily like you know like downloading them on kazaa (laughs) (laughs) like that's so i was early youtube i guess before youtube came around yeah and then when i was in high school in 2005 youtube came around and we were like oh maybe we could find lazy sunday on this sure enough and sure enough we could and and actually andy samberg's been on a bunch of uh podcasts lately yeah, he was on Bill on, Simmons last week. Bill Simmons was good. He's yep. been on. Uh, he's on. He's on Kimmel last night. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. He's on an episode of uh, Comedy Bang Bang that I'm getting through right now. That's also very funny. He's just funny. promoting 9-9? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And it's cool because they get to talk to him about Lonely Island and also Saturday Night Live. And he he doesn't have any problems answering any like questions about that. No, he's really cool about it. Yeah. 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 And he seems like he's always kind of like letting you know that like not super intentionally letting you know that SNL was definitely a super stressful experience. Yeah. I think like, you know? I mean, he really plays it off well, but yeah. like, I think he has uh, definitely on Kimmel last night. He leans into the self deprecating thing where like he actually finds the world a little bit stressful. Like right. he's not just like a chill stone dude at all. Yeah. No, no. I like Andy Samberg a lot. Yeah. He, he always seems to be like good in any public situation. They have three new cast members announced for Saturday Night Live. Whoa. Uh, hitting the screen this Saturday with Ryan Gosling and Jay-Z. That's coming That's back this, this week. That's this Saturday. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we're in... we're going to start doing SNL recaps again. I know. We're in season 43. Crazy. So they lost three people, right? They had yep. uh, uh, Vanessa and Bobby both left, and then Zashir left midsummer. Right. She didn't get, like, a send-off so much. But um, they have three new cast members. This guy, Chris Red, who... I recognize. I don't know what I know him from. Chris Red, can I see him? Yeah, there's like a, you can hit the YouTube if it makes it. Like, I guess that's a clip of him in the movie Pop Star. Speaking of Andy Samberg. All right. It's like a young dude. He's kind of got like a Keegan Michael Key feel to him. Yeah, he's small though. Oh, okay. Uh. So yeah, he played the like Tyler the Creator exactly kind of style yeah character in that in Popstar yeah. So he's on SNL fun. now. Yeah, okay. uh, and they also got uh, a couple other people. I find this article really difficult. Um, yeah, I don't even know if I know what the names are. Luke Null, this just this like white boy. He like I looked at his Twitter. He has two thousand followers. Luke, and he just Null. tweeted the other day. Um, oh neat, I'm on SNL now. LOL. N U L L. Wild. Yeah. Luke Null, he's new on SNL. And they got uh, this uh, new young woman, too. I can't seem to find her name emboldened. Heidi Gardner uh, from Missouri, Kansas City. So, anyway, she's, uh, she's the new female face. Heidi Gardner. Luke Null. These are names to learn. Yeah. They could be the next people. In fact, last year, you know, they brought on three people and Alex Moffat and uh, Melissa Villasenor and whatever the other guy's name was. Yeah. Uh, Mikey I think, Day. They were great. They had a great first season. I think I think they've got a good future ahead of them. I think so, too. But I that mean, cast think, is big, man. They lose three people and they add three more. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, but now you've got a whole class of like, well, Kate McKinnon's still there. Yeah. I feel like she was kind of the linchpin. I guess Kate McKinnon's on the upcoming season of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Cool. Jerry Seinfeld was on Howard Stern the other day. Yeah. He's been on a bunch of times because they're kind of old friends. Right. But in the last three years, he's done two appearances, and they are two of the best radio shows I've ever heard in my life. Because both of them don't give a shit. Well, they're, they both give such a shit. Such a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. He's so good with Howard. Anyway, he just teased a little bit what the upcoming season has. This Tom Hanks is going to be on it, and wow, uh, Chappelle. Love that comedian. Yeah, I mean, I think he's like you got to branch out. In you got to branch out six or whatever. You got somebody who's like who's given us given us as many laughs as Tom Hanks has. That counts. Yeah, you're right. 
you know? He's one of the first in the five-timers club. Right. Um, so what kind of stuff did they discuss? Was there anything that was kind of a, a holy shit moment for well, you? Jerry has a new special called Jerry Before Seinfeld, which oh, wow. it's on Netflix, which is fascinatingly all old material. It's all jokes he did in the 70s, and okay. the experiment is is this still funny? Right. And it is. Yeah. And so it's also got like a documentary aspect to it. So like in and around the stand up, there's cutaways to like Jerry sitting on his childhood stoop and like Jerry right. walking, excuse me, walking through the streets of New York or whatever. It's really well done. And Howard loved it. And they picked apart some things and they talked about process and philosophy. Cool. They talk about his TM practice. No, that came up last time a couple oh, of years okay. ago. Yeah. yeah. I always find that super interesting. There are a couple of things about Jerry that don't really check out with what the rest of him is. You're right. Persona-wise, like uh, Transcendental Meditation. He also said a thing in uh, in the Howard interview on Monday about how he believes in God. And okay. that kind of struck me as unlike yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. Not Seinfeldian. It's not very Seinfeldian. Interesting. Anyway, so I kind of found that a little bit interesting. Cool. Uh, Freaks and Geeks. There's going to be a documentary coming out next year. Oh, that'll be good. About Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Featuring just cast, like... I mean, I guess. Everybody... Nowadays. The thing about that show, for something that was such a flash in the pan, and whether it's a cult classic or not, all the people who have gotten so much bigger since then still really appreciate Freaks and Geeks. They still look back on it fondly. They still drop it now and then on talk shows and the crowd applauds. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and Nathan for you's back? Yeah, I watched the special last week. Did you? I haven't watched special. it yet. I, didn't, I don't know if there's a new episode yet. But oh, the, okay. Maybe it was just that. I, yeah, it was called like Nathan for You. A uh, celebration. A celebration. It was funny. Yeah. It was the I first time Becky had ever seen Nathan for You. Yeah. It was kind of a weird entry point. Yeah. But it was good. Was it a good kind of like catch up for you too? And like yeah. a reminder of what the show was? Because you hadn't watched it like consistently. I watched the first season, but yeah. no, I hadn't seen all of it. I didn't. Okay. I wasn't familiar with this game show hosty kind of guy they had hosting it. Right, he and he was from a prior episode. They used him, I guess. Nathan set up like a fake bachelor esque game show, yeah. and they used him as the host of it. For which he's perfect casting. Like this guy's really blurring the line between uh, creep character, and, yeah, and are you for real? Right, yeah. And I heard there was something about him saying he was he had a threesome. Yes. I think he said that in the episode, and they were gonna like try to avoid it in the special, but he like immediately launched in. Yeah, but then to, Nathan like, says the threesome was, was with two men. <laughs> and the guy was like, "Okay, but it's not with two men." And Nathan's like, "Don't talk about the threesome on television, please." <laughs> it's funny. It's good. He, he is, to, that he show to, is like one of my all time like the amount of times that I've laughed hard out yep. loud at that show is more than probably he any has other a show. Stunning character i think it's one of the funniest shows on tv he used to be a writer on 22 minutes yeah i know and he went to high school with seth rogan i knew that i guess that came up on bill simmons last week yes yeah yeah he's cool cool guy but, and he was in uh was he in office christmas party like the night before the night before i was yeah. gonna say i knew it was a christmas kind of comedy movie yeah and he the, was really the better christmas comedy movie yeah yeah comedy Definitely. christmas drug movie yeah he was the limo driver in the night before yeah uh, Princess Bride, my all-time favorite movie, turned 30 this week. It had its 30th Whoa. anniversary. Oh, crazy. As you wish. Yep. There's nothing else to say about it. I, I feel like there's a like kind of a uh, realm of people that name their kids Westley. Yeah, I think a little bit. Like, like my friend's uh, older brother and his wife named their kid Westley. And they're like in their 30s. Yeah, I think Wesley's kind of a nice name. Not like Wesley, kind of but Westley. Yeah. Which was his name, right? 
Yeah, I guess so. I never really thought about it. I think it is. Yeah. They don't pronounce it Westley, though. It's just Westley. I think if you look it up, it's Westley. It might be, but they don't like actively pronounce that T when they say it. It's not like a gag that he has a weird name. No, I in know. In a movie. I know. But I think it's Westley. Maybe. Maybe. I love that movie. I love the book. The book is hysterically funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I read I read Carrie Elwes's book, The Memoir, which right. came out last year. It was called As You Wish. You like everything. I Princess consume Bride the Princess related. Bride, man. It's a very special thing. I think it's a very like very like no other kind of movie. Right. And if it were to be made today, it would be shitty. It wouldn't work. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, it's got a theatrical component. You know to how it. I think it would work though. How six episode Netflix special? Yeah. <laughs> No. You know what would be interesting? What? If it were like a Wes Anderson stop animation kind of story. Okay. I think that'd be cool. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the trailer for Isle of Dogs? It came out last no, week. No, not yet. Is yeah, it, it, looks, good? it looks pretty cool. It looks weird. Okay. Yeah. Like, All you right. know how every time a new Wes Anderson movie comes out, they say, this one is the Wes Anderson-iest yet. Yeah. And that's really always been true. And you always kind of look at it and go, huh. <laughs> hmm, the color palette. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Right. Yeah, it looks good. Okay, cool. Looks good. Uh, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to play Theodore Roosevelt in a biopic directed by Martin Scorsese. Cool. Another Leo Marty team up. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I feel like that's going to be. It's like, give me something more exciting, man. Yeah. Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, maybe it'll be cool, but it's not going to be was, like... He was a, an exciting president. He was an exciting dude. Yeah. He's like one of those, like, rode horses, wasn't bareback, it, and all kinds of crazy shit. Wasn't it... Uh, like, got shot in the face or something. I don't think uh, he did, but, like... Wasn't it um, Scorsese and him that did the... What was it? It was, like, the the creator of... Uh, the creator of the CIA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was them. Jagger Hoover. Is yeah, that the one? Yeah. Do you play Hoover? Yes. In what? Was it called J. Edgar? Yeah. It, it was either J. Edgar or J. Edgar Hoover. Or Hoover. I think it was J. Edgar. Yeah. Who directed uh, The Aviator? That wasn't Scorsese. No, that was Scorsese. And, and Scorsese then they kind of found their stride again with like Shutter Island. Sh- they did, he did Shutter Island too? And he did The Departed. He did The Departed. Yeah. I know that. But he did Shutter Island. And Wolf yeah. of Wall Street. And Wolf of Wall Man, Street. Man, they're buddies. They're pretty tight. Well, I know. Marty Scor- and Leo. Marty has optioned the Joker to do like a Joker origin movie. That would be yeah. That, that would be the that good I one. Think would be crazy. And that would be the opportunity to have Leo play a character like that. I mean, like Jared Leto's a good actor or whatever, but like Leo's not going to do it poorly. This and he's is, kind of been said to look a little bit like a young Jack Nicholson. Hoover is the one for him movie, and then Joker's going to be the <laughs> like one for everyone else. What is a one for Leo movie though? Because he's just been chasing Oscars for his whole career. No, I meant for Scorsese, but. But yeah, I don't know what the one for Leo is. Like, does Leo secretly want to have a sitcom or something? No. I, but like, what is his thing that he hasn't done that will really blow us away? Or is he only just going to play real people does he who were do, depraved? Does he do interviews? Can you find an interview with Leonardo DiCaprio? Not much. Like, he, he'll go somewhere safe. Like, he'll go on Ellen. And it'll be like a little quiet. And like, he won't... She won't scare him. Right. There won't be like a bit. They won't play a. He won't. And he won't he, like get in a giant questions ball. Questions have been screened or, by everyone. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty safe. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of other places that I've seen him. I can't remember one interview with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, except it's, maybe it's on the much. red carpet talking about like, yeah, we're excited about tonight. Should be cool. I think he'll go places. I think I remember seeing him on Colbert once. Yeah. 
Maybe not, though. He'll go someplace if they want to talk about the environment. Sure. Talk about something else. Yeah. Other than his career. He's like a private guy, I think. Yeah. Private guy. <laughs> not watching you. Doing your interviews. That came pretty quickly. Pretty easy. I just wanted to. I just wanted to leave that in silence. Oh, you said I thought you were putting something else together. No, no, I just wanted to maintain eye contact and see if you would potentially keep the song going. I had nothing else. I had three rhymes in there. It was your turn. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Okay. Babbit and who watching you watching? Yeah. That was uh, an example of perfect pitch brought to you by Matt Slaney. The uh, first reviews for the movie Goodbye Christopher Robin have come in. This is with Donald Gleason and Margot Robbie. It's about the often tenuous relationship between A.A. Milne and his son Christopher Robin, who often felt he had been unfairly thrust into fame by the success of... Yeah, Christopher Robin has this like kind of sordid history where like he grew up really resenting Winnie the Pooh because it made him kind of famous. And he like... He had this really like uh, really unhealthy fixation on guns and hated his mother. Like oh the character God. of Christopher Robin that is like sweet and British and loves his teddy yeah. is not Christopher Robin at all. And this is a movie about that. Anyway, the reviews are not good. Really? Not good. Wow. What a what a movie to do and get not good reviews on it. Like yeah. it's easy to do an action movie and be like, well, whatever, it was an action movie. But this is like an origin story yeah. of how Winnie the Pooh came and it is an origin story. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Uh, and it's not Disney sanctioned because Disney wouldn't want this out there. But Disney is doing its own Christopher Robin movie, oh, except God. except it's fictional. It's more like got a hook premise right. where Ewan McGregor plays Christopher Robin as a grown man, having had all these real adventures with right. his toys with as a child, and now he's this like so man. It's like a serious Ted. It's like a serious <laughs> Ted. Yes. Yes. Parentheses a serious Ted. <laughs> Ewan McGregor is a serious Ted. Do you think that's what the execs went in and pitched? Like, okay, picture Ted, but way more serious. And also <laughs> the origin story of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. All right. I, well, I can't wait for it. I don't know. I can wait for it. <laughs> I know, I'm just... That's all I got. Like, I wouldn't have even brought that up on the show, except for that there's so little entertainment news this week. Wow. All the Kardashians are pregnant. We gave it a good run. Uh, yeah. Are all of them? Many of them are pregnant. No, not all of them are just pregnant. Kendall? Kylie, Kylie and Chloe. And Chloe. And maybe another one. With who? The same person? Is it all Kanye West? No, I don't think so. Neither. One's Travis Scott. Yeah, one of them is one is the yeah, some guy. Okay. Some guy. That's apparently gonna be a Halloween costume this year. Pregnant Kylie <laughs> Jenner. I'm so disappointed. I we need to start what's our Halloween costume of the week idea right now? I don't know, it's a drag because everything that's topical is tragic. Uh, NFL players kneeling. Yeah, you can't should, do that. Should we just dress up as NFL players and just like get a big Afro wig the whole time? Kneel. Well, not necessarily. Everyone on the team's doing it. We don't have to That's make true. it a blackface thing. I didn't say blackface. <laughs> you said Afro. Yeah, because Colin Kaepernick has an has an Afro. Well, I didn't say blackface. <laughs> okay. All right, sweets. We yeah. know where you were going. I with didn't it. say. My name's Colin. I didn't say blackface. Yeah, you're right. You want to do shows? You want to sing more? Um, who sings Private Eyes? Uh, bl- Hollow Notes? Uh, yeah, I think is so. Is it Hollow Notes? It would be Hollow Notes. Whether it so. is them or not, it's it's like them. Did we know that... Did we talk about before that uh, 
Rick and Morty is done by a guy who did a, a show called House of Cosby's that had it was a uh, a cartoon where it was an online cartoon run on Channel 101 where one character cloned multiple Bill Cosby's and they all had their own personality. What? Yeah. It's just like a super fictional show, a hyper fictional comedy okay. cartoon. But this was pre-rape allegations? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, like, I looked through the list of people that guest voiced it. We should try watching it after this because okay. some of the people that were voices on it were, like, you know, it was Dan Harmon. It was Andy Samberg. It was, like, all three of the Lonely Island guys. Um, who else was on it? Uh, uh, the guy from – why can't I think of his name? If I wasn't being recorded right now, I'd be able to say it. Uh, but it's the guy who's uh, – God, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. He played Lou. Oh, Rob Corddry. Rob Corddry. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, anyways, it's just a big list of like people who are now pretty much all comedy stars, but at the time probably weren't. And now that thing just kind of has to die. Like it can't be a thing we look back on and appreciate. Well, apparently the Cosby people like stepped in at one point. Oh, really? And I mean, it was a super silly show. Like it was absolutely Yeah, but was it really ridiculous. tarnishing the Cosby reputation? No. More than all those no. rapes? Well, that that wasn't a thing at the time. They just stepped in, like, because it it really, Still. when I was in high school, really pushed the Cosby impression thing to the you next did. level. Did you do yeah. a Cosby impression? I'm not going to ask you to do it. No, it pushed everyone. Like everyone in high school, when I was in high school, was like doing the whole like. But they just said Jello, right? That's all. The, all no, they, ever well, says or is they were Jell-O. quoting this show. Oh, I see. Yeah, you know? I see. No, I'm not familiar with that at all. Well, sure, who's yeah. the creator we'll of that? that. Justin Roiland, Justin the guy Roiland. Who, who did Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Yeah. And it was all like sanctioned by Dan Harmon. It was on his website, I think. Cool. I've never heard of that. Yeah. You want to do shows? Let's do shows. It's like a sleepy vibe on the podcast right now. I know. I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's going okay. It can't all be raves. All right. Let's live in it. Yeah. Let's, let's just kind of ride the moment. <laughs> it's my turn to pick. Okay. I'm going to recap the first episode of Star Trek Discovery. Interestingly, we had a podcast way back when it was more frequent that we would do classic shows where we did all Star Trek shows. And we talked for a full hour about the original Star Trek from 1966 and Star Trek The Next Generation. Right. And I think we knew even then, oh, by the way, they're working on a new Star Trek TV series. Maybe yes. if we still have a podcast, we'll we'll talk about that on the podcast. It's going to be a CBS uh, online special or something. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. I'm going to go on go. All right. I have to tell you every week. Three, two, one, go. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Burnham d- discovers that there's this asteroid field that they want to explore. So she leaves the starship and a spaceship. She floats around, finds these interesting sculptures, and then runs into a Klingon. Dun, dun, dun. Kills the Klingon, but gets injured herself and has to be uh, uh, brought back onto the ship, beamed back up Scotty. And she insists that Klingons are out there. We have to go explore and, in fact, fight them. Her captain says, no, we can't do that. She does a Vulcan pinch, and she escapes anyway. But then there's a big shootout, and then all the Vulcans appear. <laughs> Not the Vulcans, yeah. the Klingons. Did I, how many times did I, did I say Vulcans instead of Klingons? I think only once. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the only thing that you might have left out was her name was Michael. Yeah, Burnham. Ma- Michael yeah. Burnham. Uh, for reasons I don't know, is that supposed to be tied into the show somehow? It must be. Because this is supposed to take place 10 years before. I know. Which is, which... Her foster dad is Spock's dad. Did you get that? No. Sarek? I, I that's didn't get that's that. the Vulcan guy? That's Spock's dad. Did not get that, but yeah. that's interesting. 
Um, I don't know if they wrote the character for a guy and then they just like didn't change the name. Yeah. But you're right. The character's name was Michael Burnham. Maybe if you're a super fan, it, it was a really interesting show. But did you think that it all moved super quick to her killing a Klingon? Like it was them walking on this moon for 10 seconds before taking off. and Sort of. Go, like I just, by the time she was in trouble, I just found I wasn't super concerned about it. I think that's I kind of the serial nature of Star Trek, though, is that yeah. every episode is a contained adventure. Yeah. Yeah, but... but but ultimately, don't you learn a little bit? No, maybe you don't. Maybe you always kind of go into the show learning as you go about who these people are. Well, and I don't know the first thing about Star Trek. Like, I've only watched it once or twice, and mm-hmm. you know, half the times I've watched it included that podcast we did a year ago. So I don't even really know that the Klingons are the bad guys or that they look like orcs. Right. So in that opening scene, where that main Klingon guy is giving this like really aggressive speech. Yeah. And then... He finally speaks in English. He's like, oh, 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 He's like doing like a war speech. Yeah. And then he goes, we come in peace. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. The people that say, we come in peace. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah. It was, it, I'm not, because I'm not part of the inside. I, I, I like to think that somebody who doesn't know Star Wars can watch a Star Wars movie and still enjoy it. But mm. I really have no idea if that's the case. Yeah. I think there's a reason that it was like an online CBS special. It just didn't seem like. I don't know. Like, if if you lose me and I start like looking at my phone through a show, that's kind of the point where I say I'm not not into this. Well, like CBS All Access is their online streaming platform, so it's their HBO Go, it's their Netflix, it's their whatever, whatever, Amazon Prime, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody's paying six bucks a month to be able to watch Star Trek Discovery because I don't think they have anything other on their. I mean, they probably have all the CBS programming, right. Young Sheldon, but I, I, I just don't, big... I don't know if that's going to really engage enough people to spend six bucks a month to watch this show. I definitely wouldn't. No. But on the other hand, I kind of thought it was good. I kind of thought like, okay, this isn't for me. I don't really care, but I think they've done a nice job. I think budgetarily, I think they, they really went all out. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they definitely don't want the first episode of a new Star Trek franchise to look cheap. Yeah. Although part of the charm of the original Star Trek was the cheapness. Right. Uh, it looked expensive, that first episode. It looked expensive, but it looked like it was trying to be in keeping with, you know, the original Star Trek. Kind of just, if the designs, I think they were saying, like, what if we made the designs of this planet and this, um, you know, uh, ship Klingon ship way more elaborate? Yeah. You know, I think they were trying to keep all of that still kind of on on par what is the status of the star trek movies right now because there's been like two or three star trek movies three of them i guess yeah they were all really good they're all really good but i found like they kind of lost steam like the first one especially i thought was great yeah the i s- think i don't really remember i can't really distinguish them in the my second brain. one was the benedict cumberbatch one yeah and then the third one was the one that simon Pegg wrote the third one simon Pegg wrote yeah yeah okay which I liked, but it it seemed like people again, go to them and they get reviewed well, but it's like they're never in the conversation of like the franchise that might be up next. You know, right? People are always excited for the next Star Wars, the next Marvel, whatever. Mm. Uh, but Star Trek just kind of flies under the radar. I don't know why this show wouldn't have wanted to align itself chronologically with that movie series. Yeah, I and it's funny because they've they've worked on so many different Star Trek timelines. <laughs> like they're at the point where they say, "Okay, what if we did 
10 years before the original Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, we're like, like literally exploring across like, millennia. Right. But just 10 years. 10 years before the original. So there's kind of like a point where you know you want to... Which means they intend to be on for 10 years so they can line it up with the first series. <laughs> do you think so? Rogue One style. I don't think they intend to be on for 10 years. I That's such a do. lofty goal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. We're doing 10 seasons and then we're out. Oh, if you think they're not going to allude to young Jim Kirk, of course right. they're going to do that. Oh, is that, uh, yeah, like like they'll allude to like his dad in a couple episodes or something. Yeah, probably. How he's like a great captain. It's interesting that the main character isn't the captain. Like, isn't the main character always the captain? I think so, yeah. And I don't think that... I think there's another character. I think the guy from the OA, you know, like the the captive, the captor. I, I don't know. I didn't watch through the OA, but I know Jason Isaacs is supposed to come in. Right. That must be him. Lucius Malfoy. I know he's supposed to come in as like the captain right. on the Discovery. So I don't know about this other woman. Yeah. Who's running the ship? She must. She must get hit pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, like they're they're, they're kind of tense between them anyway. Did you notice the uh, now? Okay, maybe I should wait till the next. Well, I can talk about this because people know what show we're going to talk about. People know. Um, The Orville, the second episode of The Orville, has to do with a uh, the the like young strong woman taking control, or the young strong um, alien woman taking control, Alara. And they put like a hyper focus on the amount of times that she is called Sir throughout the episode, (laughs) like like. Every sentence is like, "Sir, are you sure you want me to do this, sir?" This but they don't. They don't sir. like. They don't shy away from it or acknowledge it. They just call they, her sir. Yeah, exactly. That's Everyone's funny. just calling her sir. That's the whole funny. Time. And I was like, "Is this like a normal Star Trek thing?" And then I watched this first episode, and I was like, "Oh, this must have happened in every other." Star Were they Trek calling episode. her sir? Because I didn't catch that. Yeah, the the captain. They call and sir. not ironically. There no. wasn't like a, a laugh afterward. No, not at all. Funny. But so then in the Orville, they're, I think, trying to push that a little bit. Ironically, uh, this is a CBS production. CBS was the network that turned down the original Star Trek in uh, 1966 and aired Lost in Space instead. Right. Didn't want to lose out yeah. this time around. Well, <laughs> that ship has kind of sailed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have a whole lot else to say about uh, it. The main What's the main girl's name in it again? She Michael... Was, Burnham? No, sorry. I mean her actual name. Oh, I don't know. She don't was know. in um, The Walking Dead. She's, She's very really beautiful. Good. Yeah, I want to like root for her. Yeah, to win. I, well, do you know if there was any like uh, mouth breathing hate nerds complaining about the main character in this being a female, the way they did with Doctor Who? No, I actually haven't heard anything yet. That's good. Maybe I, I underestimated like, hate nerds. Yeah, or maybe it's just not like a big deal for Star Trek anymore because there's... Well, and Kate Mulgrew was the main character of uh, Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. And it's not like they're taking on... They're not not doing a female Kirk. They're doing a new character. Right. So it'll be... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if this doesn't get canceled. Yeah, I don't know. It's like really highly anticipated. And the reviews are good. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, like I didn't hate it. No, I was a little bored. That's all. That's because it's, it's not I was my kind thing. Of bored after the first episode. Yeah, like based on the first episode, I don't think I would give that my ass. Uh, I'm gonna give it my ass. Okay. If you like Star Trek, I can't see why you wouldn't like this. But I really—that's not an educated assumption. Sure. It just gives me the impression. Yeah. Okay. I respect that, and give maybe I'll ass. be eat my words. You don't have to eat your words. I hope I am. You have lots to eat. 
Yeah. You want to move on to the other one? Yeah, let's do it. It is a space travel themed podcast this week. No shortage of shows to talk about. Next week, do you want to do? Uh, well, we got. I mean, I know I know you don't want to do this, but we got to do Young Sheldon, The Big Bang Theory, at some point. Sure. We could do let's that. Get we don't have to do way. that though. Next week, we could let's do. Get it. We could do the new way. Bobby Moynihan show and the new Nick Kroll show. We'll both be out by next week. There's we a new that. Nick Kroll show. Yo, uh, animated show on Netflix with Nick Kroll and John Mulaney together. No way. Yeah. What's it about? Let's look it up. I forget what it's called, but it's like an animated, uh, raunchy show. Crazy. Nick Kroll. Famous for such things as Sausage Party and Kroll Show. It's called Big Mouth. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we got uh, we got a little Nick Kroll in here, a little John Mulaney, a little Jesse Klein, a little Jason Manzukas, a little Maya Rudolph, Jenny Slate, Fred Armisen, Jordan Peele, Andrew Rannells, Kat Dennings, Richard Kind, Zach Woods. Man. Good that, cast. That's, like, kind of the same as the cast of that show Animals that was on HBO. It was just a bunch of, like, cats and dogs. A lot of the people are the same, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the people played these cats and dogs that could, like, speak. They were birds. I think they're thinking, like, uh, BoJack Horseman does really well in, like, a cult way. And it gives all of these really famous comic actors an opportunity to do something that's super weird. Why don't we try the same kind of idea? Cool. Down for that. What's the synopsis? I think it's about high school. like Oh, really? High school nerds. Oh, cool. Yeah. Love it. That comes out on Friday, and also Me, Myself, and I is out now. So we could do that next week if you'd rather do something a little less loathsome. Yeah, let's We also that. shouldn't go into the into Young Sheldon thinking we'll hate it, because I'm against that. Sure. Let's, so, but that's the way I feel. <laughs> <laughs> then feel how you got to feel about it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, let's do Big Mouth and uh, Me, Myself, and I next okay, week. Okay, we'll do that next week. Sweet. Uh, first, Stay you have to recap the, the pilot episode of The Orville. Yes which was still playing when you got here uh-huh. this evening. You may do that in three, two, one, go. Okay, so the story, uh, show faces around a character named Ed Mercer, and he's an up-and-coming uh, captain of uh, a, basically a Starfleet. Um, he walks into the room in the beginning of the episode and realizes his wife is cheating on him. He kind of falls into a, uh, a conundrum and, and sh- becomes a shit pilot. Anyway, then he lands a job being the pilot of the Oroville, then realizes his co-captain is actually his ex-wife. They go on a, a tail. Damn it. I wish I could come up with words. Request. You really focused on the first 30 seconds of the episode for the first 30 <laughs> seconds of your recap. It's just <laughs> classic. Like, I need to write them out and read them before I come over. Anyways, I'll, I'll continue with the recap. Um, he, they end up uh, going to a planet where there's a device that can speed time. The device ends up getting stolen from them by the Krill. Uh, Well, the Krill end up kind of surrounding them and wanting to steal this device. Uh, The ex-girlfriend, Kelly Grayson, then realizes, wait a second, we have these... Ex-wife. Ex-wife, sorry. Yeah. Uh, We have these redwood seeds. If this speeds time 100 years, that's the full time it takes to grow a redwood. Yes. So they, they actually give the device to them and then speed time through a control that they have. Mm-hmm. And the Redwood dismantles the uh, antagonist's ship. The enemy ship, yes. Yeah. What did you think of this show? I, you know what, the first episode, so I've watched two or three, ep- I've watched three episodes now. Okay. I think three episodes, maybe just two. Um, 
but I'm on board with it. I didn't like the first episode as much as I like the rest. The first is one of those like episodes that's really just teeing up everyone's character and the yep. overall tone. Yep. You know, like they're making jokes they don't have to make. And kind like of, what like, do you mean? Just even like at times where jokes wouldn't be made in the other shows, they're really going out on a limb to be like, hey, this is this show's got a little bit more sense of humor. Whereas in, oh, the, I in see. the other episodes, so you don't so much mean like expositionally. You just mean to to yeah. It's it's like setting up the tone overall. I see. Like and going almost a little bit too far. And in the second episode and the third episode, it seems a bit more natural. See, I got a little bit lost with the tone, even knowing going in that that's the issue with this show people are having. Like, I feel bad for Seth MacFarlane because he wants to do things that aren't like gross out adult comedy slapstick. Yeah. And he should be allowed to do that, but he has such a stink on him that people expect it to be one thing. And then when it's not, when it's like a dramedy, right. uh, people are averse to it. The only, the only issue I have is that it's not really a dramedy. It's just like kind of a story mm-hmm. with the occasional soft family guy humor. Like when, yeah. like when the bad guy is on the screen and he's off center yeah. And Seth MacFarlane's like, can you just use a lot of wasted space? Can you move over? Right. That's a family guy joke. Yeah. It's got the same, it's got his sense of humor, but it didn't suit most of the show. Right. And same with when he walks in on his wife having an affair and then there's like an ejaculation joke. Right. I was like, oh, so this is going to be like, like Ted. Yeah. And it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's more toned down, I think. But I think the next episodes use the humor a little bit better. Right. And it's almost like watching an episode of Star Trek but it brings me back like i don't i i don't lose focus on the show or i don't lose concentration on the show because there's always kind of these like little quippy jokes yeah. that happen some good actors in the show too the uh the red-haired guy in the show is one of the guys from band of brothers oh um, no way yeah and he was actually like a very good character on band of brothers like and kind of comedic a little bit too in it yeah but he ends up becoming a guy who becomes more like you know, beleaguered and whittled down. How many episodes the are the there of Band of Brothers? There's only like nine to 12. I heard it's somewhere, somebody said on Reddit last week that it would be wise of them for like Tom Hanks and Ron Howard or is it Tom Hanks and Ron Howard who made Band of Brothers? E- Tom Hanks and Ron Howard. Yeah, I think Ron Howard might have been. I think, oh, it's Spielberg. Tom Hanks and Spielberg. Okay. That they yeah. should team up and do another war. The Vietnam War. Yeah, well, they did the Pacific, which wasn't quite as as hot. There was two Band of Brothers seasons. Well, there's not with any of the same characters, but and it wasn't called Band of Brothers. Like Band of Brothers was the first thing they did, and then yeah. the next thing they did was the Pacific, right? Which took place like at the end of the Second World War, with people going to, you know, like a, a it's not like yeah, fighting in like Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, how did we get on this tangent? Um, because one of the characters from Band of Brothers is oh, in yes. the Orville. Right. I'm sorry. I'm a little spaced out tonight. That's okay. Yeah. Also, you know who the slime is? The big, the big goopy slime that he walks like kind of no, over? It's Norm MacDonald. Oh, really? Yeah. Just super passively? Like, I guess him in so. Episode? It came out this week that Norm MacDonald is on the writing staff for the new reboot of Roseanne. Really? Yeah, because he was on the writing staff like originally on Roseanne. The whole time? No, like she gave him a job because he needed a job. Oh, gotcha. And now 
He doesn't need a job. That's interesting. I don't even know why they're really doing a Roseanne reboot. I don't know, man. But I was never a Roseanne fan. Me I can't speak yeah. to it. That's neither. probably on the list. What is? Roseanne. What list? The list of a top 100 shows. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. We'll definitely talk about it. You seem like back. you're really trailing off at this point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I even your am. voice like, uh, Yeah, uh, no, I don't mean to be. Well, I, I, are I, you not entertained? I'm, I'm trying. I'm perfectly entertained. I'm just kind of mellowed out. Um, Roseanne will come back when it comes back, but Will and Grace is coming back like now. Yes. So we will also have to do a Will and Grace and Will and Grace episode of the show. show. Uh, oh, Will and Grace old episode, Will and Grace new episode. Yeah, of course. Interesting. Doesn't that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Uh, what else do I have in here? Did you see who directed this pilot? John Favreau. John Favreau. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yep. That I realized. I, I looked through, and John Favreau did no other episodes. But well, they got a big guy to like really sell it. Totally. Again, I thought the budget was really strong. I thought the aesthetic was really strong it for a pilot, good. and it felt exactly like a Star Trek show. Like even the fades and stuff that they did, and musically, like yes. Becky and I were talking a little bit about the score. Like she noticed right away that it's probably the same orchestra who does Family Guy. Which is probably oh, true, and she wow. says, be- and I was like, oh, really? Because it just sounds to me like they're trying to emulate the Star Trek music, and she's like, maybe, but there's no flutes or piccolos in Star Trek, and I was like, how do you know this? <laughs> wow, good yeah, year. That's I know. why she knows that I have perfect pitch. Exactly. She has a degree mm-hmm. in, in flutes and piccolos, mm-hmm. so quite literally. Yeah. So I, th- I thought I thought they really nailed the overall sense. Patrick Stewart is going to have a cameo later on in this season, which is interesting, not only because he routinely works with Seth MacFarlane, but because he was the guy in The Next Generation. Yeah. So that really sells it. I wonder, so he'll be actually in it. Yeah, that's Because uh, I was thinking for a second, like, yeah, okay, that'd be cool in like an animated series or whatever. But no, he'll, he's actually going to show a face in it. Yeah, well, he he has done voiceovers for both American Dad and Family Guy. Yeah. And he also... Uh, was in that show that was on for like two seasons recently that was Seth MacFarlane created. Oh, was that him? It was Walter uh, Blunt. Walter Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I never saw the show. That was Seth MacFarlane. Oh, so they're like pals, I guess. Cool. That's all I got. That's, That's all you got? Okay. I don't know if I have any more patience for the, the trope of lead character walks in on partner sleeping with somebody else to incite the drama of the series. Right. Or movie or whatever. To, to set, the, to set our, our favorite character on a path of self-discovery. Of the hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. What other episode? What else does that happen in? It happened in, uh, like, just off the top of our heads here. It happened oh, in... Oh, God. Um, crashing, obviously. Pete Holmes. Oh, yeah, that's true. It happened with Crashing. Happened in Old School. That's another one I can remember. Yeah. Luke Wilson walking in on his wife having an orgy i'm thinking forget a, forgetting sarah marshall but i guess they she didn't catch her cheating no she just broke up with him right um yeah but yes you're right it is a very very well used it's a cliche i mean yeah. not well used but yeah overused. is the only real distinction between star trek and, and star wars that earth is a player in star trek it might be. I think that's probably one of the main things that distinguishes. The it could two. be, and you know exactly where you are, and it's definitely the future, and not long, long time ago. And yeah, yeah, it's a galaxy not that far away after it, all. It was funny because uh, we were babysitting Jen's little cousins, who are seven and nine, and uh, the other day we we were just trying to get them to like calm down. Yeah, and one of them was like, "Can we watch Rogue Rogue One?" And we were like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> so we put it on. That's an easy sell. And I was thinking in my head, well, this is kind of a dark movie. Yeah, it is. To, 
to put on for the kids. Sort of. Um, and it was funny because like Nate, who's seven, is like, oh, oh, okay, I like this. Like those guys are cool. So he hasn't I like seen this it. movie. No. Why did he want to watch it so badly? Well, they're Star Wars fans. Like I think they've seen the originals, but they haven't seen like The Force Awakens or Rogue One. So we skipped The Force Awakens for some reason. I, I thought they'd seen The, the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens is a great one. Way better to start out on. But yeah. I think he watched that later. And it's funny because when he was watching that later, he went to Jen and said, Jen, just really quick, um, does everyone in this movie die too? Because <laughs> oh yeah, she everyone was like, in dies. His, in his defense, Harrison Ford had just died. Yeah, and she was like, "No, he's that's pretty much like the only one." Right. This, Last this Christmas when Rogue One came out, my brother got um, got us tickets to like the early screening, like yeah. the night before it opened or whatever. Right. Uh, and so it was me and a couple buddies and our girlfriends. And it was Ross's girlfriend, Leslie's first Star Wars movie ever. Uh And we asked her at the end, what did you think? And she's like, I loved it. And I was like, oh, you mean you love Ross? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because like, you didn't love it. Rogue One is your first Star Wars movie and you're in your mid 20s and a girl. Went into this blind and loved it. No, you didn't. Definitely not. No. Uh, there there needs to be some background work before you can love that movie, I think. Yeah, but it was a good one. Yeah. They just finished, uh, they just mixed down Star Wars The Last Jedi this week. This week. Right. They like hit finish on, on Final Cut Pro. And that drops this December? Yes. This December. Crazy. Yep. That's going to be awesome again. It's going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. I was asking my friend Duncan the other day uh, what music he's listening to right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said he, the good, the new uh, Tyler, the creator album is really good. I don't know if you know. About yeah. This. Yep. He says it's really good. He said that there's a feature from Jaden Smith. That's surprisingly excellent. I believe that they're kind of like right buddies. Tyler, the creator is also like friends with Justin Bieber. He's always, he's always like before Justin Bieber even got any sort of street cred. Yeah. Like was just super poppy. He's like, man, that's my dude. I love that guy. How is Tyler, the creator perceived in the rap community? Um, As like a, like kind of, I don't know. I think, maybe as kind of a weird outlier guy, but like he gets cred. Like I don't think people shit on him or anything. Mm -hmm. He's just, they kind of see him as like an artist. But my point is he's probably been to Will Smith's house. Yeah, he probably has been. If he's hanging out with Jaden. So I don't know if he's trustworthy. Yeah. I don't know. Jaden. Jaden's not trustworthy. Not trustworthy. (laughs) That kid. No, never trust Jaden Smith. No, maybe that's our new, thing no i won't trust jaden smith and because because flesh and blood have we talked about okay the the ultimate reason to not trust anyone in that family right have we talked about jada jaylen jaden jaden sorry will and willow will willow yeah that's not a coincidence no no that's so weird. Is it weird? It's like if you named your daughter Colleen. Yeah. And Becky named her son. Rebecca? Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Never trust Will Smith. No, it's not like that. It's it's just all it is is naming. Rebecca? Your- <laughs> Sweets? All it is is naming your kids after yourselves, except you put like a fun little gender twist on it. Yeah. Is it even cool to name your kid after yourself? Happens all the time. I know, but it shouldn't. (laughs) 
No, you're right, it shouldn't. Give your kid their own identity. They don't have to be you. That's right. There's so many millions of names. Why do you need... Unless it's okay. Unless you're like the sixth in a generation. I can understand how that would be some pressure. Yeah, Stanley Yelnat style. Right. You gotta do what you gotta do. Otherwise... Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith.